Carlo Taylor, who emigrated to Argentina, has left a lasting legacy. Article by Michael Tracy. The story of a Carlo Taylor who set up one of the oldest sporting clubs in Argentina's capital is a story tinged with sadness, but also a remarkable legacy. Daniel McManey, Mac, grew up in Carlo, but would spread his life between two continents, moving to Buenos Aires as a young man with his wife Eliza from Leash and three children. His great-granddaughter, Graciela Ruth Maredes, has begun in recent times to look at genealogy and began researching her ancestor from her native Buenos Aires. I did not know him, but I'm trying to reconstruct part of his history and his legacy. Some aspects of your life can be interpreted, and others may remain a mystery, she says. Daniel was born between 1858 and 1861, and his wife was Eliza Nolan of Abbey Leaks, born in 1866. They were married in Carlow in 1882 and lived at Castle Hill. Daniel's parents were Daniel and Sarah Birmingham, and those of Eliza, James and Mary Piggott. Daniel first arrived in the melting pot of the Argentine capital around 1888 with his wife and three children, James, Marianne and Elizabeth Mack. Eight more children were born in Buenos Aires. Patricio, Daniel, Sarah, Catalina, Miguel, Tomas, Graciela's grandfather, Dora and Louise McManey. It is likely that life in Ireland was difficult during that period which may have motivated the trained Taylor to emigrate, as many of his compatriots did. The famous James Smart Taylor shop had opened its doors in the Argentine capital and would have invited UK and Irish tailors to join their enterprise. Daniel worked there for a period of 18 years. The family lived in the then rural area of Via Ballester, 25 kilometres from the capital city, Buenos Aires. The only Argentine census with records of them dates to 1895. The family lived a short distance from the Via Ballester station of the Mitter Railroad. It was a rural area at the time whose houses were grouped around the train station, which ensured a connection with the big city. It is thought the children played football on the dirt streets of the neighbourhood and on undeveloped land, which may have been the motivation for setting up a club. On the 1st of July 1900, months before Tomás was born, Daniel founded the Via Ballester Athletics Club, together with a group of neighbours and railway workers of British, French, Spanish and Creole origin, with whom he shared the same goal, the well-being of children and young people through sports activity. He was the club's first president. The first football pitch was located on Lavelle Street between Buenos Aires and Republica, near Daniel's home, and it was he who donated the first ball. Sometime later, on the 17th of August 1904, the First Ladies' Commission was created, which included Mary and Eliza McManey among its members. The original name was Club Atletico Via Ballester, and its jersey was white with a purple cross band. A short time later, the colours were changed to the current black and white, and its name to Club Sportivo Via Ballester. Soon the club also provided tennis, fencing and athletics, and began to thrive. The story of the McManeys, however, took a tragic turn following the birth of Louise in 1907. Eliza's mental health deteriorated, and the family group began to return to Ireland. 
It appears from a passenger list that some of his older children remained in Buenos Aires. They settled back in Carlo, and Daniel continued to work as a tailor at 41 Tullow Street, advertising his experience in Argentina and his specialities in ladies' costumes, clerical garments, livery, riding breeches, etc., in the pages of the Nationalist and Leinster Times. What happened in Carlo is not clear, but Daniel and the majority of the children departed Ireland bound for Argentina in the winter of 1910 on the steamer Araguaia. Eliza remained in the care of Carlo Mental Hospital. Daniel and the children arrived in Buenos Aires on the 18th of June 1911. It is difficult to imagine the feelings that accompanied this man and his young children during the return trip, while Eliza remained in Carlo Mental Hospital, which she never left, said Graciela. James, his eldest son, remained in Ireland, possibly in charge of supervising Eliza's health. However, James died soon after, according to family accounts, when his father and brothers were returning to Buenos Aires. Daniel died in Buenos Aires before 1926, and Eliza in Ireland on the 11th of January 1941, in her homeland, far from her husband and children. Graciela recalls her mother, Ruth McManey, born in 1931, talking of missing the experience and thrill of having grandparents, even not knowing what role they played in the family. Graciela says this, perhaps, played some part in her attempts to research information about her ancestors. This is a story of the past, but also very much a modern tale with questions still to be answered. Graciela wonders whether there are still descendants of their families in Carlo. She has no records for the Birmingham Mac families. However, Eliza had several siblings, including James Nolan, Mary, Anne and Julia Connor from Mary Piggott and Dennis Connor's previous marriage. Also a niece, Ellen Piggott, daughter of her uncle Edmund Piggott. Anyone with information can email Graciela Ruth Maraday at yahoo.com.ar. Graciela has also had a little help from UK resident Peter Butler, whom she met when Peter found a DNA link between them. Peter said, I've been doing genealogy for over 45 years and have come across many interesting stories about Irish migrants doing unusual things in their adopted countries, but I've never come across one who founded and was president of a football club. So what of Daniel McManey's legacy? Club Sportivo Via Ballester has grown and grown over the years. Jose Maria Dobal, current vice president of the club, said it is of vital importance in the life of Via Ballester, with many new families being formed through the club. It outgrew its original focus on soccer. In 1923, the club actually ceased playing the sport following a disputed result. The club also has its own popular library since 1925, which provides free courses for the community. The club was also a founder of the Argentine Federation of Tennis, Boche, Basketball, Sestoball and Water Polo. It opened a swimming pool in 1936, being one of the oldest in the province of Buenos Aires. It is used for the training of athletes, but it is also useful to people for society, said Jose Maria. There are currently 1,500 members who attend regularly. However, before the pandemic, there were approximately 3,000 members. 
the club is in an almost desperate state of subsistence due to the tough economic situation in Argentina. Jose Maria concluded, Despite this, we are celebrating our 121st anniversary and we are going to continue fighting so that our old club remains alive. With that long-established attitude of resilience, the legacy of Daniel McManey will surely live on. Exhibition focuses on mother and baby homes, article by Suzanne Pender. A thought-provoking exhibition challenging the poignant history of Ireland's mother and baby homes is currently running at the stable yard, Shankill Castle, Paulstown. 9,000 Babies? Question mark, is an exhibition of painting, sculpture and photography by renowned artist Elizabeth Cope and runs at Shankill Castle until Sunday the 22nd of August. 9,000 Babies? Question mark, takes its title from Elizabeth's recently completed triptych, an artwork made up of three pieces or panels, 9,000 Babies? Question mark, and accompanying piece, Portrait of Child Mother. These were inspired by the history of the mother and baby homes recently in the news, and Elizabeth's personal experience of visiting the Magdalen Laundry in Athai on two occasions as a child, where she was able to see the girls washing sheets at the large vats. Elizabeth believes that the issue of the mother and baby homes is an important subject to raise awareness on, and that the survivors should be recompensed by the church for the tragedies suffered. The 9,000 Babies question mark exhibition features a Magdalen Laundry installation, including Elizabeth's paintings and various historic props to recreate the atmosphere of what a Magdalen Laundry would have been like. Sculptor Ruth Barry, whose mother was born in a mother and baby home, is one of the artists featured in the exhibition. Her sculpture, The Roots, ties into the theme by portraying a second-generation survivor of traumas endured by ancestors. It reflects on the interconnectedness of our identities, histories and secrets and our lack of power in how they shape our personalities and perceptions. The other art pieces in the exhibition demonstrate sharp juxtaposition to the grim Magdalen laundry installation. Elizabeth's Sailing By series shows seaside scenes, perhaps suggesting thoughts of relaxation and summer holidays, something the girls in the laundries would not have been allowed to experience. Paintings by Phoebe Cope depict scenes of the warm moments of motherhood and childhood, of the normalcy of everyday life, and of the beauty of nature. Ruth Barry's sculpture, The Golden Loop, brings some hope symbolising the regeneration of nature and how humans who are often destroyers can also be creators. In addition to Elizabeth Cope, the exhibition features recent works by artists Phoebe Cope, Reuben Cope, Mungo McCosh, Sean Grimes, Ruth Barry and Tiana Pedro. The exhibition, which is presented in association with Gerber Fine Art Glasgow, is open from Thursday to Sunday, 11am to 5pm, and by appointment. For further information, visit elizabethcope.com. Church Outreach Group organises Fun Exercise Day for Young People. Article by Elizabeth Lee. An outreach group of young people in Carlow Town organised a wonderful afternoon of fun and games in front of the Town Hall recently. Unity is part of an outreach group of churches and several times a year they organise events to connect with young people to raise awareness about how to live life in a positive way, both spiritually and physically. 
Their latest event focused on the importance of exercise and movement and was part-sponsored by Carlo Sports Partnership, which donated lots of hula hoops to them. A new startup company, Liquid Apparel, also sponsored tracksuits, which were given away as prizes for the young boys and girls who won competitions in such activities as skipping, hula hooping and press-ups. About 50 care packages, which included skipping ropes, yo-yos, a stress ball and a protein bar, were also given out to the crowd. Jekka the clown put all the young people through their paces for the afternoon, and much fun was had by all. New car sales provide much-needed boost. The Society of the Irish Motor Industry, SIMI, released its official new vehicle statistics, which shows 1,000 new cars were registered in Carlo between January and July, compared to 857 the year previous. The trend was replicated nationally, and SIMI Director General Brian Cook said the sales had brought a much-needed boost to car sellers. In what has been a very difficult and uncertain trading environment over the last 18 months, new car sales in July have brought a much-needed boost to both the industry and to local economies. Pent-up demand and record savings have led to a strong appetite for all vehicles, new and used, cars and commercials. While new car sales continue to be well behind pre-COVID levels, Hopefully this growth in activity in July is the first step in a return to more sustainable business levels. Nationally, light commercial vehicles, LCV, saw an increase of 4,794 registrations compared to July last year, 4,443 and 4,697 for the same month in 2019. In the year to date, 21,814 new LCVs were registered, an increase on last year's 15,012, an increase plus 45.3%, and on 20,014 in 2019, up 8.99%. Heavy goods vehicles saw 325 registrations in July when compared to 257 in July 2020, and 51 in July 2019. 5,345 used cars were imported in July 2021, compared with 8,740 in July 2020, a decrease on the 9,382 imports in July 2019.